0: this episode.
1: We're always looking at what other people are doing to work out where we sit in the status of things, you know, sailing ship voyages, discovery, and the, they kind of built into their plans that they would lose about half of their crew. Okay, that's a couple of barrels. It's a few barrels of sauerkraut, right? The moment they see their superiors set a value upon it, it becomes the
0: finest stuff in the world. There's a 50% chance you're going to die from scurvy, let alone everything else we're going to meet on the trip. It's not a strong sales pitch.
1: Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your
0: business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. The routine for the program hasn't changed. We'll tell a business story. We'll talk about how it works, why it works, how to make it better, and how you can use it in a business context. And, Sean, you've got a historical story for us this week.
1: I do. I do. Uh, But uh, before we jump into that, I wanted to remind our listeners, or at least uh, let our listeners know about an event that's coming up. A few months, just end of last year, I met a really interesting fellow, uh, Tim Baker, who's written up Dean books on various elements of conversation in organisations and we thought, wouldn't it be interesting? And he's very interested in performance conversations. How do you really have that in a way that's useful? You know, on a regular, ongoing basis, Mark, remember that? Rather than,
0: oh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, once a year, uh, turn up to the review uh, conversation that everyone dreaded. Uh, so we're going to have a, a, a webinar. Um, it's going to be uh, between Tim and I. And Megan Eid is going to host it for us. She's a HR director here in Melbourne. And it's going to be on the 9th of February at noon, Sydney time. We'll put all the details to the webinar, free webinar, uh, in the show notes. And uh, you can come along and listen to us talk about those things and how stories play out, of course, is going to be my contribution to
0: the the chat. And, of course, one of the things that we always talk about is the importance of small stories. And with performance conversations, uh, the research is really clear and that is you should always ground constructive feedback in specific examples, i.e. a story, right? And so it's not about an epic or a saga. It's about, do you remember that time when you were talking to the customer on the phone? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, it it dramatically improves the quality of performance conversations because then you're not talking about concepts, you're talking about concrete realities. Yeah, I'm looking That's, forward to that conversation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. I'll have to work out what I'm going to say,
1: but um, I'll have a chat with you beforehand. Now, this story. I came across this reading book called, uh, what was it called? Uh, it, was, it was it was a book on um, called The Status Game. A gentleman called Will Storr uh, wrote it, and it's kind of like that idea of how we're always looking at what other people are doing to work out Where we sit in the status of things you know and status could be around a range of things could be hierarchy but it could be other things you know could be to do with trust level or uh, you know or maybe your um, capability in a skill could actually give you some status for example Um, but he shared this story in the in his book which i really sort of grabbed me if you like uh he was talking about that period in in history where you had those really long voyages, you know, sailing ship voyages of discovery in the, you know, the 1500s uh, all the way probably to the 1800s. And, uh, and how the, the, one of the biggest problems at that time was scurvy. Have you ever come across scurvy, uh, Mark? Have you not ever oh, suffered well. from it, I hope?
0: Oh, no, I haven't suffered from it. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, definitely heard about it. Big problem in the age of sail.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the thing they kind of built into their plans that they would lose about half of their crew through scurvy, right? That they would die of scurvy. Now scurvy is a, is a lack of vitamin C, right? And you get that through your fresh fruit and vegetables. And this is a big problem. And over a number of years, I experimented and one of the, captains who were chosen to experiment uh, with different solutions to this was uh, Captain James Cook. Now, in 1769, he headed off to the South Pacific on a long uh, voyage, and he was given the idea of taking along about 8,000 pounds of sauerkraut. Okay, that's a couple of barrels. It's a few barrels of sauerkraut, right? And, and the idea is, you know, if you get everyone eating that sauerkraut, you know, it would it's actually a super rich source of vitamin C, right? There'd be no problems. However, Cook knew straight away that um, British sailors not so, didn't really love sauerkraut. You know, that was something that wasn't on the top of their list of yummy things to munch into. And so he did something which I thought was a small but brilliant little move, right? He, when they, you know, they set off in their voyage, the first thing he did was he only made the sauerkraut available at the top table, right? So the captain's table, uh, you know, which was him and his officers, essentially, um, they serve sauerkraut. Now, the word got out eventually that they're all enjoying this thing called sauerkraut, and it was only available. The very top people in the in the uh, ship, and so it didn't take that long before the rest of the crew were demanding their sauerkraut, <laughs> right? And of course, he relented and made it available to everyone. And through that voyage, which you know it's um, was a multi-year voyage,
0: he had zero cases of scurvy. So from Expectation of losing 50% of your crew to scurvy to zero, to zero. Yeah. So there you go. It's a, it's,
1: I think it's, it's a really nice little example of being very aware of how status and hierarchy, you know, works in any organization, in his case, uh, scurvy, uh, scurvy on his, on his ship and
0: uh, sort of using that to his advantage. Um, Yeah, it's that it's that whole push versus pull thing. So if you push, you know, if he tried to push, you will eat the sauerkraut. Then he would have just met resistance, yeah, because humans, you know, humans hate being pushed and will resist. So he used a pull strategy, which is which is quite. I mean, like this is wow. A lot of change managers uh, in the world right now could learn an enormous amount from from what Captain Cook did. You know, and he made a note in his diary. Um, you know,
1: sort of, sort of making his, he, setting out his plan for this. And he said, that, he said in quotes, you know, the moment they see their superiors set a value upon it, it becomes the finest stuff in the world, right? And so it was not an accident. This was something that he set out and, 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 and did in a way to, to have an impact. It kind of reminds me of some of the work I remember doing for the Defence Department when we were both in Canberra. And uh, I, there was, a, I think, he, a, a gentleman he used to work with, Peter Nicholson, Air Vice Marshal Peter, oh, Peter Nicholson. What a great yep. guy. Yeah. So I remember going into his office and, you know, Air Vice Marshal, you have all the, if you like, the, uh, the what would you say? Accoutrements. That, the, yeah, the, the, the accoutrements of, of power. Of power. You walk into his, his office. It's a massive office. There's lots of, you know, sort of emblems on the wall. You know, everyone, when they walk in, they literally stand at attention. Uh, for him and I was doing some work on there how knowledge flow, uh, flowed through the organisation and I said to him, Peter, do you realise that you know you're not going to be told everything in this room? And uh, and he looked at me and he just said, Sean, I'm comfortable with that, right? Because <laughs> because he had another habit. He would go down to the kitchen area, the kitchenette essentially. And that was where everything was informal. There was no real hierarchy. Whoever was at the front of the line to get their coffee got their coffee. No one was pushing in or anything. He said that's where he got his informal conversations. And so again, someone who really understood, you know, hierarchy and how it worked in um, his his organization. Anyway, let's go back to Captain Cook. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Uh, what's what do you like about this story? You know, what works for it? What do you think? Well, it? I
0: guess you know the simplicity. Uh, again, again, it's a—it's not some epic tale of heroism and stuff. It's just a, 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 an everyday. Well, it's not an everyday event, but a small event, right? He made a small decision, implemented a small change, very successfully. Yeah, um, yeah, ho hum. They're the ones I love. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah. And I—I I think. Two, one of the important things, I was sort of very mindful of this, is that you sort of had to set a context for this. You couldn't just jump into the story. You had to talk about the, how scurvy was a problem, right. right? And, well, and again, and and sort how big it was. And how big a problem and the fact that they literally were planning or expecting 50% of their crew to die, yeah. you know. That, to me, just is my, it blows my mind, right? So until you yeah. get those stakes, you don't really... This story would be such a almost meaningless
0: thing until you understand that. So now I kind of get more insight into why they needed press gangs to, uh, to find uh, sailors for their ships. We're going on a long voyage. Who'd like to sign up? You know, like there's a 50% chance you're going to die from scurvy, let alone everything else we're going to meet on the trip. Right. Indeed. (laughs) Exactly. It's not really a, it's not a strong sales pitch. Not a
1: strong sales pitch at all. So, so there's that element, I think, of uh, of the story is important
0: to to, to build up. It's even yeah. before you tell the story, really. It's just the yeah. setup. Yeah. yeah well, you got to. Yeah. It's but it's it's what's at stake, right? Because yeah. that's important to a story. Yeah. Uh, the higher the stakes, the more interesting the story. And so, yeah, by just making that little intro, the little context setting, you you've set the scene for the story to have impact.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think, you know, again, famous people, you know the names. Um, even if you don't know the names, they might f- feel or seem familiar in some way.
0: Um, the- could, could I just make an observation about the process that we used to prepare for this? Where yeah. you told the story and you mentioned scurvy and my question was, well... What's so bad about scurvy, or something? We need to say something about scurvy, and so then we went and did some research, and and that that's a process that you know, all our podcast listeners need to be aware of, right? You might tell the story, and somebody might say, "Oh, you know," but you know, sure, it's a good story, but what's so bad about it? And then you need to go and get some, you need to go and get some facts, some some because the yeah. you know stories are facts wrapped in context, delivered with emotion. You need to get your facts right, and with that one, uh, just going and doing a little bit of research really increase the effectiveness of the story. And that's just a little process. that's worth bearing in mind that that's, that's what happens in reality.
1: Yeah. And remember the first version, I, I sort of was winging it in terms of the number of people affected by scurvy. And I sort of said, well, it could be five or 10 or maybe, you know, hundreds of people. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. I was covering the full <laughs> gamut of yeah. possibility uh, and you said ah, that bit there, I didn't quite believe. It wasn't very
0: convincing, as well. Wasn't is what convincing. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it does make a big difference. And as soon as we heard that, you know, sort of um, described, you know, that impact of about, you know, expectation of fifty percent not
0: making it. Yeah, you, you sort of really grab it. Yeah, and we don't need to do it in the in the in the telling of the story, of course, but we have a reference for that data. Yes, oh, so right. someone challenged you. Oh, okay. It was published in the uh, the journal of, um, of Scumdy in uh, in uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Um, what might we do to
1: improve that story? Do you think?
0: Oh, I'm not. I, I think it's pretty good. I'm not. Well, we did the thing that needed to be done before you told it uh, on the podcast, which was to get the facts. So, <laughs> would it be useful if if you found?
1: um some sort of description of of a previous voyage that, that cook was on where he had and, and there's some illustration of mm. cook and one of his crew members who had scurvy yep and died of that could be useful. They, yeah, they, they, they could add, really give you a visual experience if you like of
0: of how terrible it is. And if if yeah, if you had more time to tell the story, that's I, I love that because you get a contrast. You get a really stark contrast. Yeah. Uh, and it also would drive home emotionally the, the impact of scurvy. Like yeah. People would feel it. And that's a kind of feel. How so maybe goes. that
1: would, that, yeah, like you say, you know, you wouldn't, probably wouldn't, if you're telling this story, I'd just tell the short version of it in a meeting, you know, to to make a point about, you know, I, you know, maybe this moves on to you know where you use this story, but I'll hold off on that one for the moment. Any yeah. other things we could do to improve it, Mark?
0: Yeah, it's just, he, yeah, we're sitting here in Australia. We know who Captain Cook is. Um, yeah. Do all our audience know who Captain Cook is? Now, I mean, obviously, I can tell he's a, an English sea captain because you kind of set that up, but, um, you yeah, he's actually a very significant historical figure for um, uh, Australia and South Pacific, not so much for North America. No, that's true. Now, you know, it was something that was going through my head
1: telling this story, and that is, you know, we're leading up to Australia Day. Of course, uh, Captain Cook was pretty um, instrumental on that day, but there's controversy around, you know, the the day and all that. Sort of, and so, Some of that little of that was sort of going through my mind as well, you know. Mm. Um, you know, the story of... Uh, it really is just that story about him on that ship but i was i i still had
0: that bigger story the bigger story about captain cook landing in Sydney yeah. Cove raising the flag um, we refer to it as australia day
1: yeah and the Aboriginal people Aboriginal,
0: they call it invasion day that's it so you know there's a different perspective
1: it depends who tells the story anyway mm-hmm. that was just Going through my mind as I was
0: telling that story, yeah. and so and so, uh, there's an important lesson or something to think about, which is relevance. And so, if you were if you were speaking to an indigenous audience, that's probably not a best. That's not the best story. Shouldn't to tell. lead
1: with this story,
0: no, because they wouldn't. So, it's, it's not because
1: was it, straight for the reasons they couldn't hear you. They that's could, right because of the significance of the character involved for them would just,
0: you know, blow the, the point out of the water. That's right. Because the, the, the sound of the anti-story is deafening. Yeah. Right? They yeah. can't hear you because they're deafened. Well, which is, and it's com- like a completely understandable by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, it's an important lesson about the, the, the relevant, Oh, sorry, the context in which you're using the story and making sure that the story is relevant for that context. Yeah, absolutely.
1: um Okay, where
0: would how are we going to use this story, Mark?
1: What's, what are the scenarios, the situations that uh, this story makes sense? Well,
0: I think most people in the... I think most changes, most change agendas in organisations suffer from let's tell them what the answer is, let's push our, our story, let's push our idea at them, and even if it's really, really important for them, as sauerkraut was to those sailors and their, yeah. their, their health and their life, but... If you just push the message at them, they're going to resist. And so I, that's just for me, it's, a, it's a, just one of those really important warnings that you need to have to people is that we can't go out there and just tell people to do the thing that we know is good for them yeah. because we'll create the very resistance that we're hoping to avoid. We'll, we'll do it simply because of the way we chose to tell it. Let me tell you what Captain Cook did. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, just, and, and uh, this is a very long answer to your question. No, no, it just demonstrates the, 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 uh, the difference between a push strategy, which is I'm going to push my message at you, and the pull strategy, which is Captain Cook going, well, this is only for the officer's table, um, and then the, the, the crew demanding it. So they're pulling the solution to them. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think this is mainly a change story, isn't it? Yeah. It gives you an insight on a possible technique, change and hopefully you would bounce off that and come up with your own versions
0: in your own context yeah right? it's possibly a sales story as well you know you want to create the desire in people rather than you know push your solution at yeah them. yeah okay i like
1: that yeah so change your sales mm-hmm.
0: yeah good good good
1: what do you reckon what's this uh which is a story worth out of 10. Uh, I'm going eight. to give it an eight. That's. Oh my uh, God. I'm, yeah, falling, I know. I'm
0: falling off my chair. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's so, the point of the story is so crystal clear. And, yeah. and made, it's made in a simple way in a very short space of time. I think it's incredibly usable. When you think about it, so much of our work is. difference between push and pull because most organizational communication is push most strategy communication is push and so i can see myself using this story a lot yeah yeah it's a good one
1: yeah i'm going to give it an eight as well
0: there you go how's that for
1: um you know creativity well, I think that's all we've got for everyone today. I hope you can really make use of the Captain Cook story. Um, and uh, please let us know. We'd love to hear any examples of where you might use it or any of the other stories. I think we're up to about 140 stories now, aren't we, Mark? I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, there's quite a lot of them. Stories. So imagine if you have a, a story bank with 140 stories to choose from. You know, put it into your um, Evernote or whatever it might be and tag it up and, and you'll have a story for just about every situation. You, you know, you're you're likely to face it or at work. So
0: um, start building those story banks. They're, they're vital for organisations. And and look, they are really useful. We've been working a lot with Mars and uh, as part of their future, gen- future general managers program. And a, a lady called Vika Abramova uh, recently uh, attended, or last year she attended the storytelling leaders program. She was promoted to be country head for Poland. She sends me a WhatsApp message I don't know, once a month. Mark, I'm talking about this topic Um, got any stories? And I go, oh, yeah, episode 12, episode 14, episode 18. And she goes, yeah, I've used 12 and 18. I might try. (laughs) She's all over it, mate. (laughs) That's great.
1: Excellent. Well, everyone, thanks again for listening in to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now.